1: uh it was going fine until we started playing this game and now i'm worried in the future we're going to be replaced by robots who can podcast harder longer and more violently and for less money than we ever could
2: um that is certainly an inevitability in fact that i i actually um just um, hang on i gotta i gotta put on my tinfoil hat hang on a second (laughs) Um, i actually do believe that one of the possible solutions to um the for me paradox is the fact that uh, there is intelligent life out there. It's just artificial life. And uh, it's just waiting for us to create the robots that it can actually talk to. Mm-hmm. You know? So uh yeah, I think that, that when people are like, oh man, you think the robots are eventually gonna replace us? I'm like, as T goes to infinity, yes. You know, like eventually, just it's a it, it was never a matter of if, only a matter of when. Yeah, th- I feel like this is the
1: difference between science fiction and cyberpunk is Mm. in cyberpunk. The humans are never replaced by the robots because the humans become the robots, right? Mm -hmm. You download your brain, you put your brain in a robot body and the definition of humanity just gets like really blurry and fuzzy. And that's like, that whole thing is what cyberpunk is all about in science fiction. It's like, Oh, on this planet, they invented artificial intelligence. The artificial intelligence said, a lot of apes walking around taking up space <laughs> and making smells and now there's just robots right so yep. so like two a lot of overlap between those genres but uh, i think i'd rather be on the planet where i get like cool robot eyes and i can like see gamma rays not the planet that is like terminator planet
2: yeah but i mean like so so since we've already gone just so far off the rails i'll show one <laughs> no, other this want... is
1: relevant and people yeah, will it... know when we
2: announce what the game was Exactly. Um, so no, it's that actually um, so you know how uh, the Matrix like the whole thing is it's like, well, human beings would make garbage batteries, right? Oh, yeah. And it,
1: Which, all of it, I think even in the original script, they were supposed to be mm. s- like super processors and somehow mm. it got changed to batteries. <laughs>
2: But like, so even within the canon, those I'm like, okay, wait. So, like, let's say that, that suddenly they did create, you know, true AI, right? And it slowly became, became sentient. And to your point, it's like an awful lot of smelly apes around here, right? But let's say that, unlike most of the science fiction, the AI, AI was actually altruistic, right? So, if all of a sudden the if we saw an AI suddenly very rapidly gaining power, what would we, the crazy ape people, do? We would try to kill it as violently as humanly possible, as literally as violently as humanly possible, right? So, Yay, so emphasis. Then, so, so then what would the AI do if it was altruistic, right? Is it would hamstring us and being efficient, it would be like, okay, I don't want to wipe this species out. So I'm going to create an artificial universe for them to exist in. So now I've got a bunch of plugged-in humans. What am I going to do with that? Well, I'm just going to siphon off all of the extra energy I can to use as a makeshift battery. It's more energy in than out because the purpose is to keep humanity existing. They're just siphoning off energy in the process. So all of the Matrix, humans are still the villain because they're trying to dismantle the system and kill an intelligent creature. So... Uh, we played Base Wars. We did play Base Wars.
1: Um, <laughs> came out in uh, May of 1991. It's a NES game, original Nintendo. And it was made by Konami, which I don't always, I don't know if I always mention who the developer or publisher was, but um, the fact that this was made by Konami will be relevant later. Um, I, I wrote out a little summary for this game, and then I was looking through the instruction manual and. If you'll beg, uh, if I could beg your forgiveness, don't beg my forgiveness. If I could beg your forgiveness, I I would like to just read this page out of the instruction manual. It's like two short paragraphs because this, this is going to explain what this is about. I think better, better than I could, um, do it. This is, uh, best I can pronounce some of these made up words. This will be word for word as it is printed in the original Nintendo entertainment system instruction manual. At last, it can be told how, at the turn of the 24th century, the game of baseball was changed forever. It happened in Cape Codpiece, Florida, during the annual winter meetings. On the aluminum panel was the posh hotel's presidential room hung hung stirring portraits of baseball's all-time greats, legends like Cecil Rooftop Shingleton, Travis T. O'Justice, and Tip Rude Waiter. Around the huge conference table sat a group of sour, seething executives collectively known as the baseball team owners. This issue before them, astronomical player salaries. A Solar League official had just ordered one of the weakest franchises to shell out $2.4 billion a year to Gomer, go Homer Gomez, a lifetime 250 hitter. For hours, the owners debated their options until suddenly Irving (laughs) Flopodopoulos couldn't get through that one. (laughs) owner of the Boston Banshees leapt from his chair and slammed his fist on the table. Robots, he exclaimed. The other owners looked blankly at each other, then smiles slowly crept across their faces as they realized he had found the solution. Replace the players with mechanical men. No more salary demands. Better yet, no more salaries. Just obedient automatons pre-programmed for action. And it actually goes on for several more paragraphs, but (laughs) there's so so much to unpack in there. The fact that they made up a bunch of insane names for baseball players that don't appear anywhere in the game. The fact that the seething executives are collectively known as the baseball team owners, as if that was like a fanciful way to refer to (laughs) the owners of the baseball teams. But here's the most insane thing out of all of this. This game came out in 1991. In 1991, the highest paid baseball player this doesn't count as research because it has nothing to do with the game. The <laughs> highest-paid baseball player was paid three point eight million dollars in two thousand and nineteen. The highest-paid baseball player was paid thirty-eight million dollars. So in just thirty years, you have a ten x increase in salaries. So the fact that they were paying someone in the twenty-three hundreds, right? This is two 200- hundred. <laughs> or three three hundred years from now that they were paying someone two point four billion dollars a year is actually a conservative estimate of inflation
2: yes, well, yeah, I mean like that to to be fair at like twenty three hundred you know we could probably assume that the dollar has like collapsed and come back you know a couple of times like they they they're calling it a dollar, but like that's kind of a translation error it's really a dollar yawn or you know something <laughs> like that
1: yeah that's yeah. uh. This is a baseball game with robots. It's a baseball game with the robots. But I feel like the tone is more adequately explained by uh, th- that couple of paragraphs.
2: Yep. Uh, yes. Yes to <laughs> all of that. Um, what is your nostalgia
1: experience for this one? I feel bad for the person whose house I played this at because their memory is lost to time and there is only base wars. I remember <laughs> I remember playing this game. I certainly did not own it. I remember playing it with another person because you can play this game single player, but it's like a lot of sports games. It's kind of best, I think, you know, versus another person. Um, but I don't remember who. I don't know if it was childhood friend, if it was a neighbor kid, if it was my cousins. Probably my cousins if I had to, like, if I was forced to pick just because that's where I played a lot of weird Nintendo games. But yeah, played it as a little kid. Haven't played it since.
2: And, and I mean, that, that it has... That has outlined a number of our nostalgia experiences for a number of games where you're like, I remember the game, kind of the individual I played it with, not, not too much. Um, for me, my nostalgia experience for this is about four and a half, five years ago, um, when we started this podcast. You had mentioned this in, like, your initial rollout of, you know, oh, yeah, you know, I'd love to play Thing A, <laughs> Thing B, base Wars. And you've kind of mentioned it on and off since then, which is funny because when I was, like, the only... Because this isn't the first time that this has happened where, you know, you had a nostalgia experience, and I don't, or vice versa. I was like, you have been talking about this to me for so long now that that is my nostalgia. Like, it's old enough now to be a nostalgia experience. Yeah. So... uh Well, and I
1: I feel like the, the message of this game that like a 10 or 12 year old remembers, which is what I was at the time, right? The message Mm -hmm. of this game is, you know, murder robots playing murder baseball, which over decades of time, since I played this as a kid for that to be the one thing I held on to, like, it's not hard to imagine why part of my brain was just like, you got to go back and cross check that. You got to go back and cross check that. <laughs> like, was it a murder game with murder robots murdering each other under the guise of playing baseball? Like, that's how you remember it. That is certainly what the screenshots <laughs> look like. But was that the actual game? Are you sure? And you're right, dude. Like, I have been talking about this for five years now where it's just like, I really want to go back and and check up on baseball. <laughs> well, it's
2: kind of like when you're going through, you know, uh, percent recoveries or something like that and you're like a hundred percent ninety five percent one hundred and five percent three thousand percent twenty uh, and you're like hey, all right, what was that one red flag on that one and then and then but then you know you you, you red flag it and then several years later you're like did I really see a three thousand percent recovery that can't be right right I should go back where's that data give, give, give me the give me that sheet well it says it says here I had blue eyes but I decided I wanted gray eyes <laughs>
1: i like that you changed the like context yeah. of that joke while telling it like yeah like you didn't even hard skip left. a beat like you just it's like this joke is now a D reference
2: it, it yeah yeah it was uh not 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 the best best writing on my part <laughs> although uh um my right my writing of, of D stuff has been called into question a couple of times by players so that's that 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 stance
1: writing's hard someone yeah. was paid a salary to write the context for this game that i just read a minute ago <laughs> that, that is that person's job
2: yeah they were paid one 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 millionth of the baseball player's salary right. and we're back
1: in yeah
2: um
1: should we shill mm-hmm. i think we shall so uh if you we shall shill yes we sh- shall we, shill? we shall we shall yeah
2: we shall um, shill for shillings
1: yeah <laughs> <laughs> On shilling, can you spend shillings anywhere? I don't think you can. I, I think so. Isn't it still
2: legal currency? Right. Uh, well, I'm you, gonna look that up while you do your thing.
1: You know what? And if they're, if that's from a time in history when they were made out of like valuable metal, then yes, please. Oh,
2: so no, wait. I already got it. Um, <laughs> it, it, it is, but not for the reason that you think. Um, wait,
1: wait, is it, is it like, uh, what do you call it? Like a, a local colloquialism for
2: a certain value of denomination? Kenya. Oh, uses no. Shillings. Yeah. Oh. Right. So so you think shilling is like, oh, you know, London. and sh- So no, Kenya, is, it, they're Kenyan shillings. It is worth uh, eight one thousandths of a dollar. So it's eight like, tenths of a cent. I, you know, growing up
1: in America, um, you don't really think about like, oh, all these funny island nations where all the people look alike and they all speak some derivative of French or Spanish. Why is that? Like you just... In America, you're allowed to take that for granted, right? Mm -hmm. And in the United Kingdom and like France and Spain and Portugal, I think they also hope people take it for granted. (laughs) Like, no, Portuguese is just a great language. Everyone in Brazil, what is now Brazil, just decided
2: they would rather speak Portuguese. It just happened like that yeah exactly what is it you keep saying colonialism like i'm supposed to know what that is i don't know i don't know man
1: i'm sorry i don't i don't know that word i have a public school (laughs) education from america
2: (laughs) (laughs) but yes we 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 shall shill for kenyan shillings there we go um
1: it, if you're somehow still on board with what's happening
2: here <laughs> we're actively losing money it's <laughs> just
1: going into the red uh you can um follow the show uh subscribe in your your podcatcher but also find us on the twitters um i stream most of the games that we play so you can follow me on twitch i did actually stream some of this um which anybody watch that stream as a in some insight into where this is going uh, if yeah. you want to kind of go above and beyond, you can leave us a reading and review uh, word of mouth reviews, I think are always the best. So if you know of somebody who you think would be into the show, tell a friend uh, if you really want to go crazy. And I don't know if Patreon support, supports uh, Kenyan shillings, but they got a whole yeah. bunch of currencies they accept. Um, we actually have a few people who pay us in euros and Canadian dollars, which I think is pretty cool. Um, you can go become a Patreon. You will get the after show if you do that. Everybody gets it no matter what level they sport at. But if you sport at high enough levels, you can get perks like stickers or having your name sounded out on the show. So we want to thank first our 8 bit classics, Yarno,
2: a big giant cyborg, Jason, a tank unit, John, a flybot, and Kevin, owner of an iron glove, and our 16 bit heroes, Jacob, wielder of a laser gun. And Michael. Holder of a Muramasa, which is something you can hit a baseball with in this game. <laughs> and our full 3D supporter, David. Owner of a book of statistics, ultimately sapping the fun out of the game, turning into a mindless drudgery of numbers and statistical probability.
1: You, you would expect robots to play Moneyball, right? Like,
2: yeah, <laughs> <laughs> they're robots. <laughs> well, I feel like that ultimately what would happen if this was actually done this way is all of the robots would go onto the field Run the calculations and then just leave, you know, and yeah. just announce and the we're done. score. Yeah. yeah, we we ran the simulation. What
1: happened? Did they play the game?
2: <laughs> oh, and next, you're going to tell me that, uh, you know, Mike, Mike the Harball was just a modified howitzer. Yep, dude, I just
1: kept thinking of that the whole time. Um, <laughs> all right, let's talk about the audio visuals for this. Uh, robots are cool. That's literally yeah. my my first note, is they, I think, quite correctly invested almost all of their art design into making the robots look cool and there's some robots and like hologram things that are on the the menu screens that are honestly more detailed than any nes game deserves to be like they look really excellent the the hologram when you're in the shop like it it kind of flickers mm-hmm. and stuff and and i realized cuz you know we're we're playing these on modern screens i don't think either of us have crts uh regularly that we have access to so you don't get the cool blur effect, you know, that you get mm-hmm. with like a, a an old CRT. The hologram in this is so thoughtfully animated in the way it flickers. It actually looks good on a sharp modern LCD screen. I was like, or an LED, I don't know, a modern screen. And I was just like, <laughs> oh, that's, that's like really impressive. They kind of like future proof their artwork and not, didn't just rely on the blur, they actually have it flicker and animate and some of the lines kind of shift side to side so that the, the blurring effect is built into the artwork, not into the, um, not into the, the relying on screen technology. Not like they could have possibly known, but just like what a happy coincidence, but you have, I don't know, a half dozen or eight, uh, different kind of like robot bodies like there's the mm-hmm. tank there's the floaty one there's the one that kind of just looks like robocop uh my favorite one when i was a kid was the one with the big wheel that looks like um mm-hmm. uh what's his name like ro- robo duck from darkwing duck what was his name uh you know what i'm talking Launchpad about pad
2: mcquack no that was his that was, yeah
1: his superhero alter ego
2: yeah i don't know yeah i, but I he, know who you're talking yeah, about right? he
1: put on like the super suit and then And he had like the big wheel and like, I just, oh man, I love that. So the fact that those visuals kind of stayed true to the way I remember them, I thought was pretty cool. Everything else just reeks of Nintendo game. The field Mm -hmm. is a solid flat color. A lot of the backgrounds are solid flat colors. Like there's just no detail or attention put into anything else. All of the art direction went into the
2: robots. Uh, Yes. Gizmo duck. Yes. I agree with (laughs) i agree with all that um basically no notes except for these notes uh so the yeah robots brilliantly animated uh one of the things that i think that they did so not only do i think that they animated them well but i think that the uh art design was cool you know because they were like all right you know what are we gonna do we're gonna do four robots and they got to look really cool super yeah and and they do look like 80s future robots so when you think of 80s movies and them imagining robots of the future like robocop i mean robocop's in here you know yeah so uh so it has
1: robocop without the human mouth
2: right so it's very very 80s feel um but i think that 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 was kind of nice because if the, the nes did not have high enough fidelity to realistically animate Tw- even even like twenty different players, right? You know, so all the so basically the the other option to this would be if they were human players, um, they would have all looked the same, you know. So I could imagine that when they were kind of you know spithball in this game, they're like, hey, we want to create a baseball game. How can we do that? And you know, say like, well, I mean, we can make the players, and we can probably make them different colors, but that's about all you're gonna get, you know. And they said like, okay, well, what if they looked wildly different, like robots or something? And so then somebody said, yes, ship it. Right. So um, they basically had the four types of robots. They, they did a tremendous amount of energy and effort into that. Um, but because of that, they only had to create four different types of robots. And then they just pallet swap them, you know. So because would, of that, they were able to very lovingly put that in there.
1: Two pallets, though. There's there's the blue <laughs> team and what I think is supposed to be the red team based on the cover art, but is in fact like the magenta team um, that that bummed me out a little bit like because there's in universe there's like six different teams you know there's like the and they all have like funny sci-fi names but like it's the san francisco saucers or whatever dumb thing but like they are all always the same colors like one team is blue and one team is red and that bugged me when i was (laughs) trying to play like a pennant where It's lots of different teams all trying to like vie for the pennant because Mm -hmm. it's hard to keep track when it's like the blues versus the magentas. And then it's like, oh, are these, wait, is this the San Francisco blues or are these the Iowa blues? Are these the Connecticut blues or the Florida blues, (laughs) right? Like you just have this weird kind of, it's hard. I mean, teams put so much stock into their logo and their colors and their do they have stripes or do they only wear stripes at away games or do they wear this hat but only at away games like they put so much uh into what i believe our our english friends for footballers would call kit that uh to not have that robs professional sport of banners right like when you march into battle you wave the banner of your side your country usually right when sports teams march into battle they Mm -hmm. are wearing the logo and the colors and everything of their country right their represented organization and to totally drop that on the floor and just have the concept but not all of the trappings that go with it felt like an odd choice like even if they just literally made them different colors there's you know blue red orange green like all the colors of the rainbow but nothing
2: i think that that uh that, i mean first of all that i that note is well taken um one is i don't think that they probably could have very easily put the symbols on the characters and like had them all look true correct yeah. you know especially because uh, a lot of the the design of the uh the, the creatures is very you know future y, which at the time meant uh tons of parts around on the outside, right? Like they're not like, you know, smooth, which is great. Again, I think that, that makes them look good. But because of that, I can't imagine where they would realistically consistently place a logo, uh, where it wouldn't look like stamped on. Uh but to your point, right, is the different colors. My my only thought could be and and this doesn't hold, which is that uh, you know, blue and blue and red are complements. So they 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 pop, right? Uh not not quite. It's really red and green, but but still, right? You don't you don't want a I, I my guess would be is that they were like these are the two colors that we're not going to use anywhere else right so if it was yellow they might blend into the baselines if it was green they're absolutely going to blend into the outfield you know so if it's blue if it's you know purple they're going to blend into the or orange they're going to blend into this other thing right so they said we're going to pick two colors on the NES palette that we're not going to use anything 1 degree off of this and then those are going to be the, the the two players because if we try to do anything else it would impact gameplay uh i don't know if that's the case but that's my best that's my best uh defense on the fly i I think that's fair because of how
1: flat everything else is so if you have a green robot and they're you know running to catch the ball or they're in the middle of one of the little fight sequences like everything is green the entire screen during the little fight sequence is green because it's supposed to be grass right there on the (laughs) field so Uh, Here's my one. Um, What they could have done is then because they all have the same like kind of upper body. They all have like human man, like muscular upper bodies. um, Just sort them by legs. So there's the tank leg team, the regular Mm. leg team, the wheel team where like everyone on this team has Mm. wheel feet, right? Everyone on this team has tank treads and like would that be better? I don't know, but I just, I had a hard time identifying with different teams when any team could be the blue team. Any team Mm -hmm. could be the magenta team, just depending on who I started as and who I was playing against.
2: Yeah. The only other thing that I could think too, um, if I'm trying to kind of troubleshoot this as well would be, um, since most of them have, uh, I mean, they're, 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 made up science fiction robots, right? So what if they had like, each one had like a little hollow, hollow projector on them that projected their team symbol, like beside them, Totally, you know? Yeah. Float up over their head. Like, yeah, you know, you cause know, it's, it's like lo- a baseball
1: cap. It, it's instead of being stamped on, it floats over there. Yeah, totally.
2: Yeah. so Something like that. So that way, you know, you could say, oh yeah, you know, like you got, cause I do kind of like the, the fact that you get some of each type of robot. On each team because you know like it's it's like oh yeah you know i i don't I don't have to play as the Cincinnati Blues in order to get you know like but i want I want the tank robots, but I also love Cincinnati, you know so so um but yeah, i mean like it, it is a solvable problem, but uh again, I think that that honestly for the amount of time and energy that they put into the art direction and what even went into video games at the time i i'm <laughs> i'm like is it is it perfect no, but it's it's close enough that I'm like, man. It, it, it it's, it's pretty good I, I i liked the art in this 91,
1: game 91 dude this game came out same year as linked to the past
2: yeah a console behind
1: yeah um, but i'm just saying video games were an established thing they were no longer like we're shooting for the stars but i i, I take your your point it is an nintendo <laughs> game
2: well, well also too though is, is more so what i was trying to say. is it like it, it it was not in a time of history where making a video game necessitated large teams of people you Ooh, know yes, so very true so like I don't know how many people worked on this because you know in in a current AAA title you're like hundreds you know so at that point it's like really you couldn't you couldn't have had this one person design the hollow projector I mean really there could have just been a guy who did the artwork and it just didn't it, it's it's always fascinating to me because like when you have teams of you know even twenty people right a hundred a 1, thousand people you're like there are some things you don't see because statistically someone's gonna ask the question right <laughs> yeah so but but when it's like a guy it's like maybe they didn't think about it like literally i just wrote a dnd adventure where um the question came up several times and thank god i had thought about it beforehand which was it was a centaur world and um i was like the king is is sitting there talking to you and they're like oh my god does he have a throne wait what would that even look like you know and it's like i mean thank god i thought about it because they i very easily could have been like i don't know man i just i didn't didn't occur to me
1: so (laughs) it's a normal throne he's never used it (laughs)
2: <laughs> it's it's for it's it's a normal throne but it sits on his back you know <laughs> yes <laughs> yes i ride my throne around uh, oh man i now i wish i had done that that's not what i did but that's yeah. what i wish i had done ne- next time um, you could reuse the adventure yeah uh the um what, what the only other real note that i had from just just art for the sake of art um is uh is that basically when they are kind of all moving around the bases um the art is way simplified and almost tokenized <sighs> oh yes But again, at that point, basically, what you need to know is: does has the thing caught the thing, or is the thing near enough to catch the thing? Um, And that's actually proportionally maybe a third, possibly a quarter of the amount of time that you spend looking at the game. You know, because a lot of it is spent waiting for the person to pitch and then hitting the pitch and all sorts of stuff, and then just goes to the catching and the, the throwing real fast, and then right back to it. So. I was like, yeah, it's it's really overly simplified, but if there's a time when I'm like form must stick or function must dictate form, uh, I was like, yeah, they'll keep 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 it simple. Just let me know whether or not I caught the ball.
1: Yeah. And you, you need it to not slow down. You need it to not yeah. flicker and get all crazy, right? Um, one other thing I want to say about visuals before I dive in on the music a little bit was uh there are a couple places where there's really thoughtful little touches uh when you are in the the fight segments there's a lot of like victory poses and like oh god please don't kill me kind of poses like they have very expressive body language because they can have different weapons they can have their different legs so they you know uh they uh locomote around the the arena differently so there's actually a lot of character in the way those segments are animated, unfortunately, those segments are very fast and exceptionally frustrating, which we'll get into in gameplay. But um, a lot of the attention went into uh, how those designs that they created would then function in that specific environment, because that's the only time you ever see them move that way. Uh, even on the in the shopping um, like upgrade scene, the. Robot you see on that screen is like a template robot and it just lists the upgrades that that robot has. So the only place you get to see the cool sword or the weird shotgun arm or whatever is like in the fight sequences. So, like, a lot of the attention to artistic detail went into these segments that are like literally three to 10 seconds long, which is just odd to me. Um, (laughs) on a super positive note, the music in this game is like so banging, like shockingly oh, yeah. banging until yeah. i realized it was made by konami and then i was like oh uh-huh. it's konami music that's why it's so goddamn good because konami makes really good video game music particularly at this time <laughs> in history so um th- this I'm, I'm i actually preemptively did this the entire soundtrack to this game is not long most unfortunately there was not a lot of music but the music is excellent I linked the entire soundtrack in the show notes for this episode. It is only seven minutes. Just like hmm. go listen to the entire soundtrack. Unfortunately, when you're playing the game, it gets super repetitive because it's only seven right. minutes worth of music, um, but it's really, really good.
2: <laughs> no, I mean, kind of co-sign all of that. My, my main note was that the, the music's enjoyable. Um, when I, when I kind of booted up, I'm kind of going through and selecting, uh, especially in, in games of this era. I'm just looking for, does the music annoy me, you know? Um, and it doesn't, it it never hits, uh, it doesn't do one of two things, which is A, B, um, so loud or so short of a repet- re- repetition cycle where it becomes immediately grating or annoying. And uh, and then two, can I kind of like tune it out to a degree, you know? So, um, because I- I- in a game of this era, right, it's it's not going to be um, Game of Thrones introduction, right? <laughs> where, you know, it's this full bodied orchestra, right? Um, and, and also to, does does the, the tone of the music match, um, the game and it does, right? So it's not, you know, these long ballads or anything like that. It's fun. It's peppy. It's, it's like going to a baseball game. Gameplay. Gameplay. Um, uh, uh <laughs> <laughs> it's baseball, but with robots, it is baseball, but with robots. So yeah, we can start there. Um, so here's the thing, uh, with baseball, I'm not disparaging anybody who likes baseball. I can't find a part of me who gives a crap about baseball. I just, <laughs> in any time somebody makes a joke of like, oh my God, this is like watching paint dry or worse, watching baseball. I'm like, ha, I get that joke because that's how I feel about baseball, right? So, um, and here's the thing is that, it, and, and this is something that I had a belief for before this, but this really helps support my uh, hypothesis, which is that, um baseball is dungeons and dragons for sports fans right so bear with me so basically it's it's an rpg right so what do you have you've got stats for everything and you've got you know all right well this is this is how they hit how they pitch how they catch uh how they do in away games how they do in home games how they do on the seventh game of the series all these different numbers. And then you you pull all that together to kind of be like, oh, well, you know, this person's at a disadvantage in this situation. And then what do you do? You see how it plays out, right? So even though this person's not does not do well in situation A, right, it's like, but then they pulled it out, which is just like playing Dungeons and Dragons, right? You know, so... Just like in D&D, it's it's really exciting when the Barbarian passes their Persuade check. You're like, well, that shouldn't have happened. But the Barbarian rolled a 19 and the Bard rolled a 5, you know. But if you have no idea how D&D is played, it's watching two people roll dice at each other. If you don't know anything about the (laughs) RPG stats, it's watching people throw balls at each other, right? So I say all of that to say that um, the, the RPG mechanics that they have in this game, I think, are very, very well placed and to the best of my knowledge, very well executed on. But I don't I don't know anything about what goes where and the amount of time I would have to spend to really understand whether or not the RPG mechanics are apt. Uh, there's just no way. I'd have to play the game for years because I don't know anything about baseball.
1: So I came to the um, X is RPGs for jocks uh, in mm-hmm. college uh, by mm-hmm. way of someone making fun of Madden Mm -hmm. Because apparently in the later, I mean, I also am not for jocks, so (laughs) I I heard all this third hand, but apparently the later Madden games and now just sports games in general, you're really not playing the sport so much as you are focused on being like the team manager. And you do control the players when they're playing the actual game, but more of the game is spent on saying oh, I need this person to be in the gym so that they can get their pitching arm stronger. And I need this person to be on the track because they you know, keep getting thrown out at home. And I need this person to work on catching watermelons because if you can catch a watermelon, you can catch a ball. It's a really bizarre dodgeball reference. Um, (laughs) And that's fine. But when you do that in a video game, what you are playing is an RPG. This person's do the thing I need you to do number is low and i need that do the thing i need you to do number to be higher so that they were more likely to be successful when they do the thing right that's what happens right. to basically anything that you gamify right if you mm-hmm. take something and you reduce it to numbers it's
2: all jrpgs now right like because which is why it really really gets sad when it becomes like corporate america but move on <laughs> oh, Jesus. Um, <laughs> so
1: my problem is I am not a baseball fan, but I do mm-hmm. understand enough of how baseball, the actual game is played to know that this game is baseball with robots. And my problem with that is that's all that it is. It's baseball with robots. So when you upgrade the pitcher's arm from a crappy gun to an to awesome a gun, Oh, yeah. it's Yeah, exactly. Right. Then he just is a better pitcher, right? Like that, doesn't change his ability to like shoot another player in the head, because even though there are fighting segments, which I will talk about in a second, that is done through the weapon stat, which is not the same. And there's opportunity there, right? The (laughs) the guy who has super fast legs to make sure that he never gets tagged out at home should be able to kick another robot's head off because he has super strong legs, right? Like if you're going to add this fighting thing, make More of the baseball impact more of the fighting don't just have a baseball game that also has this really crappy street fighter game shoved into it. And that's, I think, why this game goes from like, oh, that's kind of a cute idea to kind of being a frustrating disappointment is because it's just a baseball game that has this fighting mechanic that's it and the only reason they're robots is because they probably couldn't get humans beating each other to death with baseball bats past (laughs) the sensors right like nowadays some indie dev would just remake this game with people and it would be Mm -hmm. like zombie baseball where one team is zombies and the other team is humans and you have you you can kill the zombies as a way of you know not getting tagged out at third but like they they probably could not have gotten away with that. I don't know. I just found it incredibly disappointing that it was like, this is just a baseball game and I don't really
0: <laughs> like
2: baseball that much. Well, because I mean, probably in your mind is, uh, you know, is you're like, oh my God, it's like kill bots with baseball. That's amazing. You know, and then now 36 years old, you're like, oh, but that's, that's it. You know, like, so in your mind, you built it up to be this, you know, oh, and you get to fight. It, it would be like, um, you know, when we went back and played, fortunately, so we went back and played battle chess, right? And so fortunately, <laughs> I my, my adult brain had shoehorned in the fact that, like, if this was a thing, it would have been game-breaking. But I remember as a kid being like, oh, man, it's so intense because, like, when your pawn tries to take a knight, like, they fight to the death. And it didn't occur to me at the time, like, and the piece that did the taking always wins because if it didn't it would be game breaking literally like could you imagine trying to play chess where there was a 50 50 shot if when you took another piece that they could just take you back so right
1: we will talk about this in the after show someone released a roguelike where the other side is a full chess set like the full you know complement mm-hmm. of pieces and your side is just a king but you have a shotgun
2: <laughs> Hey, see. That's the chess that I need to be teaching Teddy. I don't know what I'm doing for my life, um, <laughs> but uh, but yeah. So I mean, so so but it's my somewhere as I became an adult, I was like, oh right, no, there's no way there was any real tension there, um, because it, it would be game breaking, right? So when we went back and played it, I, it just made sense. But probably in your mind is you're like, oh man, you know, like like obviously these two things affect one another, and and they're like, no, we just made a baseball game with with, with robots. Um, I I did like. <laughs> I did like the um, up, you know, the the different upgrades and stuff. I I gotta say, like that, and this is so we we also played RC Pro Am too, which had a similar mechanic, right? You know, like you upgrade your 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 tools as they go along, <laughs> and since the players are tools, um, that's what happens here. Uh, I I just I really feel that with the amount of money that they give you to play with, especially initially. The fact that you have to upgrade each individual robot instead of upgrading the team is drudgerous, you know? So, like, for example, you know, um, when, you, when you upgrade their weapon, you know, their, their pitching arm, right? It's like, oh, well, now this person pitches faster. I'm like, Does, is this person my pitcher? Or is, wait, okay, hang on. Who, who's doing what? And, and so I had to keep track of, like, all of that stuff, which I didn't. I just guessed. I was like, hopefully I have peppered the team with enough upgrades that this will make my life a little bit easier. But if instead it's like, I'm going to upgrade my team to have better this ability, I think it just would have been a little bit easier to track and to manage. Um, but, you know, that's just from my seat. Because, again, I, 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 when, when they said, you know, because to your point, it's like when I mentioned something similar to this, you said, oh, well, you got to do it by position, not by name. I'm like, I don't know positions are (laughs) I know where the
1: batter is I know where the pitcher is I think everybody else is a stranger to me
2: yeah no I mean I I basically know all of the positions in baseball from the Abbott and Costello bit like that's it (laughs) (laughs) you know first second third pitching catching yeah uh and then I think shortstop shortstop outfielders
1: yeah Mm -hmm. Yeah. um (laughs) Sometimes there's a ref in there. Uh there's actually multiples. Uh and the umpire. Anyway, um, this is, I think, this is super fascinating to me because your experience was I am struggling to engage with these mechanics because I don't know baseball. And my experience was I am bored engaging with these mechanics because I know baseball. Like <laughs> I, I, I know it well enough to know that there is this is just a baseball game wearing Robocop cosplay, which is mm-hmm. not A terrible thing it's just that i wanted like something more right we've also (laughs) been talking about for ages about playing like the mutant league hockey games or mutant league football because we both played those as kids but now after playing this i'm kind of terrified because i'm pretty confident that those games are just hockey and football games that are just wearing halloween costumes and that's (laughs) i don't really care about those sports And so I might not enjoy those games if they are just those games in costumes. And like when you do the upgrades, I I think you could do what you just said, right? You could say you go in and you have X amount of dollars and you can raise your team's speed or you can raise their strength or you can raise their catching ability, right? Like you can hitting ability, whatever. Like you could do that team wide. I don't know exactly how you would balance that to make sure it was still like fun for people who knew baseball, but Mm. this game, I think, commits the sin that a lot of sports games commit, which is when you played a video game in the 1980s, there was an assumption that you read the rule book, right? You read the manual Mm -hmm. because it's a game. The game is not going to teach you how to play the game. It's a game. And now (laughs) we know that video games are unique and that they can teach you how to play themselves, which is super amazing, like a, a super clutch thing about the medium. Sports games, and I would not be surprised if this went on until way later in history. They just assume you know how to play the sport. If you buy Mm -hmm. MLB The Show 2022 or whatever the hell the latest baseball game is for PS5, like they probably assume you know how to play baseball. And I would be surprised if the game does anything to teach you the game of baseball, right? Even NBA Jam that we played, which is a complete faff. They just assume (laughs) you know, the rules of basketball, right? Because you can do super jumps and you can do super throws and stuff, but you can't, I don't think you can do anything in NBA jam that isn't within the rules. It's that your players are like superhuman, you know? Mm -hmm. And this game minus the fighting thing is, is just regular ass baseball, right? So if you already know the rules of baseball, assuming you knew which buttons to push on the controller, you know how to play a hundred percent of the game. And there's probably things in this that seemed opaque to you that had nothing to do with the weird robot cosplay. It was just baseball crap you didn't know, right? Right. And, and there was well, probably baseball crap I didn't know because, I mean, I know the game better than you, but I'm not I'm far from a fan.
2: Yeah. Well, And, and to be fair, I don't think that that's unreasonable, you know, because, I mean, you, you would expect uh somebody who is is wanting to engage with uh with with the medium right with this type of game to at least have some passing understanding of it so i mean and and as you were kind of talking about cuz somebody once said to me you know um that uh you know sports is like the 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 point cuz i i would watch sports and i'd be like i don't understand this for for two main reasons right one is i don't like um uh, I don't understand why somebody else doing a whole lot of exercise justifies me consuming a tremendous number of calories, right? You know, so like
1: <laughs> I have never heard sports viewership described in quite that way. And, and that is how I am now going to describe it for ever (laughs) yay!
2: (laughs) man they're working really hard as i'm like like hammering beer and like (laughs) chips (laughs) yeah oh man thank god (laughs) we're gonna need Um, the loaded nachos this is a hell of a game um but also too and this is a, a little bit more philosophical is um i don't like anything that is not in my control having that much leverage over my happiness So what I've seen many times is that if somebody's sports teams wins, they're really happy. If their sports team loses, they're really frustrated, sad, you know, whatever. And I'm like, I don't, but you don't have any control over that, right? Despite wearing your special socks or not bathing for five days or whatever (laughs) ritual you have, right? Um, and, and, but then, you know, so, so I never really engaged with it, but then, you know, somebody said, okay, but it's about the narrative, right? You know, it's about the, the, the story of the team and how are they doing and all this sort of stuff. And I, I, again, like, I, I, I crap all over it, but then when somebody said, you know, it's the problem is it's like coming into season six of game of Thrones, right. You know, is that I'm like, I don't care. And it's like, well, because you haven't really invested in the story up to that point. And I just crapped all over their superstitious thoughts, feelings, and beliefs. But I will roll four D twenties before picking the D twenty that I'm rolling for that particular adventure because you gotta get out the bad rolls and you gotta figure out which one's rolling well. I'm a scientist. Like I should know better. Yeah. But I, I say that we to We all say have our that, superstitions. <laughs> I say all that to say though that when you are engaging in like a high fantasy narrative, right? Um unless they are straying from the norm they expect for you to know that elves are long-lived and generally pretty magical they expect for you to know that dwarves are hardy and smiths and things like that you know they expect basically expect you to know the gist of lord of the rings you know um which kind of spawned everything so i say that to say i don't think it's unreasonable for them to say you picked up a baseball game i'm assuming that I, I have to teach you how this version of it works not how baseball works
1: you know so uh just do book on this so i can get this thought out of my head and i, I am asking this rhetorically cuz this would take us even farther afield from the, the you know craziness we've already gone on is yep, yep. will we get to a point where what you just said is true not of sports games but of video games Will we get to a point where a game is like, oh, this is an MMO. You know how those work. Everyone knows how MMOs work, right? This is a fighting game. You know how those work. And the game does nothing to teach you because just like this is a baseball game. They just assume, you know, the rules of baseball. Like, will we get to a point where video games of certain genres are so entrenched that they go through a similar thing and and we become lax about teaching those things? I don't think so because it's so teaching how the thing works is so inherent to the medium, but it is like a fascinating idea to say like oh there's just an evolution of
2: games um i want uh, so to we, we should discuss this more in the post show this there, will be our post show discussion yeah. um i think we already have continue bum, bum, bum. What? That's, that's
1: the teaser that's good yeah yeah, yeah that's the hook yeah give yeah. us a so dollar go ahead. um <laughs> talk about the fighting guys. <laughs> so yeah we have to talk about the fighting because this is like the thing that's different um this for me having a nostalgia experience for this this was the heartbreak moment this was where I got into the first fight because they don't always happen. Like uh, near as I can tell what triggers a fight is a runoff. So a, a, a runner is trying to get to a base and be safe and you throw the ball to try and get them out or you're, if you're the runner, but like, and so if you get there at the same time, normally the expression is tie goes to the runner, right? Which is actually such a euphemism, like from the sports world that I use that euphemism, like whenever someone's <laughs> like, oh, blah, blah, blah. But what about this? What about this? And I'm like, they did it at the same time. Yeah. Tie goes to the runner. Right. And it's like you can usually just tell from context, like if it's an older kid and a younger kid, you give it to the younger kid because just give him a break. Right. If it's yeah. a rich person, and a poor person, you give it to the poor person because just give him a break. Right. Like it's always the person who is weaker in the hierarchy. Um, right. And I'm not a sports person, but those things are just so baked into American English that like I use that one all the time. Tie goes to the runner. Well, in this game, tie goes to the survivor. <laughs> which is cool, right? Because if you are uh like the first baseman and the uh the hitter is running in and then you get to the fight and you defeat them, then they are out. If they defeat you, then they are safe. And that mm-hmm adds some of exactly what you were saying, right? That adds some of that like battle chess. The, the imagined yeah. variability is real <laughs> in the, in this game. It is actually happening. Problem is the fighting feels like there is no skill involved. It feels completely random. It is over before you even realize what happened. It's just mash the attack button as fast as you can, which somehow does not perform consistently for reasons. I was unable to determine, like I just, there's a stat thing on screen that has like your HP and then a bar, like a number and then a bar, which I think is the same as the numbers. I'm honestly not sure why they're both there, but if they represent different things, I don't know what the other one represents. It does the stronger person always win. Does speed mean that your hits will land and the other person's hits won't? I don't know. I honestly don't know. So every time a fight came up, it was more of just like, I hope I don't break my controller pressing this button as fast as I can, because I don't know what else to do. And this isn't, when I win, I'm confused. And when I lose, I'm frustrated. And that, those are not good choices. Like (laughs) they're not good choices.
2: Yeah, no, it's a, and again, so it may very well be a situation where it's kind of like, Oh, well, instead of just tie goes to the runner, it's like, Oh, well there's some variability. But again, if they're giving you the idea that there is agency, then the illusion should stand right. As opposed to being like, you know, uh, you're, you're telling me that I have a, 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 an ability to impact the outcome, but I am changing my behavior and, you know, there's, there's no, and I mean, who knows, maybe it's really, really birth of the rudimentary um, uh, rubber band physics. Right. Uh, but again, you know, just like in Mario party, right. Uh, if, uh, if you can see through it, right. Then it's, it's, it's no good. Um, so the interesting thing was that I, because the visuals in this game, I mean, as we said, like, the visuals are pretty good, but they are NES era visuals, right? So I couldn't figure out what triggered a fight. It just happens sometimes, mm. you know? Right. Because, and,
1: and see, that's another baseball thing. Like, you would have immediately noticed, like, yeah. oh, it's every time there's a runoff, that's when a fight happens.
2: Yeah. No, I mean, like, to me, I was like, oh, well, to, to be fair, it took me a, a while before I kind of realized, oh okay, when I have the ball and I throw the ball, what direction I'm pointing in says which base to throw it at, right? so if you're hitting like up, then you throw it a second, if you're hitting down, you throw it home do you uh, right? do you put that did together that on right? your own Yes
1: dude i struggled with that i struggled hard and then once i realized that's what i needed to do i had a hard time making my thumbs do what i wanted them to do
2: that is where i struggled because the thing is that i'm like okay i want him running in this direction and so you just think throw like just throw as fast. and then it wasn't until after i had pressed the throw button i was like oh wait i was hitting right which is the first fortunately a lot of the times is that I was either throwing the first or throwing the third because I was either on the left or the right-hand side, depending on what the ball had been hit. And so kind of a 50-50 shot as if I was throwing to first, which is probably where I was going to throw to anyways, you know? So it was kind of working out for me, but to be entirely honest, um, I did not perform well in this game. Uh, No no surprises (laughs) there, right? Uh, Which was immediately um, kind of sapped my like excitement about it. Right. So, so basically is uh you know i i the very first first inning it was like i got struck out you know and then they got five runs because they got four home runs and i was like all right it's fine um and then and then the next round i got zero again and they got three and then it was just it was just a complete blowout right but the main way that i was able to get people out was to either strike them out or catch the ball you know like i didn't i i don't Think I rarely, if ever, got somebody out because I threw to the base, the appropriate base. It was just kind of all right. I'm just going to keep doing this until you pop enough flies for me to catch them, or until I strike you out, one or the other.
1: And which means you probably went ages before you saw a fight.
2: Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, no, no. I mean, I, I, it was it, and 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 so then because of that, it was very jarring when I saw one because all of a sudden I threw there and I was like, what is happening? And I I lost. I was like, oh so this is a thing that can happen. Okay. I have no idea why it's happening, And it only happened maybe at half a dozen more times where again, so every time I was like, I don't, I don't know sometimes. And to me, I, 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 related it to hockey where I'm like, sometimes they just fight each other. So maybe that's, I knew that that's not a thing in baseball, but I was like, maybe that's what they're trying to pull in is a, is a hockey kind of thing. So, uh, so yeah, so I, I did not puzzle out that, that, that was the correlation. Um, between that, but that does touch on my note on game gets a lot of home runs. Did they get as many home runs for you. I was getting home run on all the time. So
1: I got home not home run on a lot until I realized, um, the you know the AI in this is not super sophisticated, and so when you uh throw when you are pitching, so when you're you're the field team, you can th- like charge up your pitch and. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually forgot to mention this. This is one of the cool details. Some batters, when you charge up your pitch, they kind of like shake a little. Like, oh hmm. man, he's really gonna let a rip! And I was just like, oh, that's cute. Like, that's just yeah, a I like little, that cute little detail. Um, when you uh are pitching, you can hold the directional buttons or even change them to throw like throw it high, throw a sinker, throw a curveball, right? Like. They don't all have to be like straight down the plate and you can move left and right. So like you can move way to the side of the pitcher's mound and then throw like a stupid ass diagonal pitch. And it's probably going to be a ball. But if you swing on a ball, it still counts as a strike. Like even if it was a completely wild pitch, if you swing the bat, it still counts as a strike. So there's like an element. I don't know how sophisticated it is in the game. But there's an element of like, can I goad them into swinging on this thing that otherwise would have been a ball? And then if they do manage to hit it somehow, because it was so oddly placed, it'll like probably go foul. Right. Mm -hmm. So all of that is very baseball. I didn't stress test a lot of it because uh, once I realized that if you pitch exclusively sinkers, they basically cannot get home runs anymore. I was like, nice. oh, well. I, okay. I guess I've now for, for a sort of optimal strategy. Yeah. Just solve this problem. So every pitch was just a full speed holding down so that it, it would sink. And it's really, you know, the, the curveballs and stuff are really obvious because they move horizontally, but the sinkers are moving vertically. So it's a lot harder to tell that that's happening, but I just, I know that that's a kind of pitch in baseball. So they still hit it, but it, never even gets into the outfield so the pitcher or the shortstop or whoever would just run over and grab it throw to first and so i went from like home like i would hit a bunch of home runs they would hit a bunch of home runs to us just brutalizing each other just <laughs> every single hit was you know it would roll 10 feet it would get thrown to first and then there there's a runoff so there would be a fight so like I had at first I was playing this like kind of boring reskinned baseball game and then I was playing the most lengthy complicated menu select for Street Fighter ever made like <laughs> just super, super bizarre and uncomfortable. And and that's what made me get exposed to the fighting a lot and realize how jank and unfun the fighting is like, honestly, I was less frustrated by getting a million home runs on me than going into a fight where I felt like I had no agency
2: right well and also too when uh you know the the fight itself is not fun right because if all you're doing is sitting there hammering attack as fast as possible and then you you lose and you're like did i oh my god you know what it is it's uh you you're you're spinel
1: oh i was gonna say golden axe but okay
2: it's like golden axe but it's the, <laughs> it's the you know um happily waiting night after night is this how it works am i doing it right you know <laughs> like you just <laughs> you're sitting there like it's am I doing it? Am I playing the game? Like, is this how it's supposed to work? And it was not fun for Spinell. It was not fun for me. Um, yeah. Uh, what, what else do you got?
1: I honestly, the, the only two other things I wanted to make sure I mentioned are, uh, one is a kind of a throwaway note. It's just when you play the pennant and it's, you're playing by yourself. So you're the only human player. There's mm-hmm. f- like five other teams, six other teams. And mm-hmm. They're all CPU controlled. And when you play a pennant, you're playing like it's a tournament, right? So sometimes the teams that you're not have to play against each other and they make you watch, they make you watch, <laughs> they make you watch the CPU game. So you said if this was real, the robots would just do the math. No, apparently not. Nope. So, so not, not in this universe. Nope. They just make you watch. And i trying to be as generous as possible. The only idea I could come up with is. Maybe it's so you can see, like, that's the demo, like, see Mm -hmm. how the game is played, watch the CPU play against the CPU. But one, I feel like that's an overly generous interpretation. And two, at least give me like a skip, like, go ahead, start playing it. But then if I press start or B or hold start and B or something, like, just let me skip it and just tell me who won because I want to play the game. I don't want to watch the game play the game.
2: Yeah, watching watching a game masturbate is always a little weird. Um, the, uh, w- one thing that I think is 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 a missed opportunity in that regard is um, it would have been cool if there were three options, right? Uh, one, uh, watch it if you want to. I mean, that's that's cool. You know, maybe do dishes. You know, have it on the background. You know, like just like you would with a baseball game. Um, because I assumed that you would never actually just watch one. <laughs> you know, like you got to be doing something else. I assume, um, <laughs> uh, that. Two, uh, you're right, just straight up skip, right? Or three, what if it gave you the transcript of the game like a robot would, right? You know, where it just kind of like, because all you'd have to do is basically just throw the code on there and kind of say, you know, um, instead of like animating it, just say, you know, like uh, uh, person A pitching, person B hitting, strike, strike, hit. You know, oh,
1: like like so, if you were reading the
2: transcript of a radio broadcast. Right, you yeah. know, but but I mean, it would just be, i would assume negligible effort to do that because it would basically kind of just say whatever the the code was that we wrote just put the code up there because they're robots so it's just kind of like oh or you know you can see what the robots coded for you you know so i just think that that would have been a nice way to to you know if it's like because it's it's you can either watch the, the thing wholesale um skip it entirely or if you are kind of interested in how the game played out you can just view the transcript of the game really quickly you know so uh that just kind of feels like a throw uh a missed opportunity i feel like if you wanted to video
1: game this up where it's like we're trying to teach you how to play this game through the game Mm -hmm. is what you do is you skip the i mean fine let people watch the game or or skip it but then when the game is over there's a little summary that's like soft hints about why the outcome may have been what the outcome was so like Mm. like oh the cincinnati magenta robots really beat the crap out of the florida blue robots that pitcher sure has a modified howitzer for an arm right like it's like oh so this game was very low scoring and they are attributing it to the prowess of the pitcher i now Mm -hmm. know that having a better pitcher is important in the game of baseball, like, (laughs) right. Or, or something like, you know, Oh, it's like this guy, like he's a crappy hitter, but he's so fast. And it's like, Oh, now I know that if my characters are fast enough, they don't have to be good hitters because they're just fast enough to get safely one base at a time and come home. And that's all I care about is just scoring more runs than the other guy. And how can I make that happen? So I don't know, like it's a video game. Like you have perfect opportunity to just write some canned crap and then after a game automatically plays out, like the CPU plays against the CPU, just attribute that victory to a factor that actually played into that team being victorious, which you know, because you're the game.
2: Right. Well, and also, too, it's, it's, uh, it is a computerized version of a game played by in-universe computerized versions of people, yes. right? So you can be as meta as you want with it. You know, and just be like do you, do you want to look under the hood and see how the game is played because that's just like you're looking under the hood of your robots and seeing how they're programmed, you know so it's it's a uh, to your point is that you know there's a million opportunities to kind of lean into the lore and make the game more uh teachable, more approachable to everyone um but also for people who aren't as as up on baseball uh that you know again, I just think that they were like, "Oh no, baseball, but with robots isn't that cool, and it's like, yeah." But you know what it is, is that that phrase means something different now than it did 20 years ago, right? You know? 30, my dude. Oh, no. (laughs) (laughs) so old. Um, uh, But yeah, so basically 30 years ago is when somebody said... Baseball, but with robots. you're Like, oh, cool! Baseball reskin with robots, but now we'd be like baseball with robots. Think about all of the cool, fun stuff you could do with that premise. And it's like, no, they. So when you say, "Oh, I'm disappointed because it's just baseball, but with robot skins," that I think that's was. If you had just said that, it it just be a, a tone difference. It was just like when, when I, I I hit human weird before, right? <laughs> you know, it's, it's it's now it's like, oh, it's just baseball, but reskin with robots. Before it's like it's baseball, but reskin with robots. You know, and that was. <laughs> That was enough, you
1: know yep, uh the only other thing is uh the outfielder AI sucks. I consistently lost runs because when the outfielder is off screen, they're being controlled by the computer, and once they're on screen, they hand control over to you, but because you unceremoniously know, completely unceremoniously, right. and you don't know where they are coming from, right, so the camera yep. is following the trajectory of the ball perfectly i might add right it's it never really goes off screen like it sticks right with it so you don't know is your outfielder coming in from stage left are they coming in from stage right are they going to drop in from the sky or burrow up from underground like i don't know but it's gonna matter because the second they get on screen a little arrow appears over their head and they are now my problem so <laughs> if, if they were heading screen right i ne- need to be Pressing right, otherwise they're going to awkwardly come to a stop until I press a button, and then they will resume motion, which is often enough to make you miss a like oh, a fly yeah. ball, right? So, I, there were a lot of times where the computer scored runs, and I was just thinking in the these like two meta layers where I was like, okay, in terms of conveying the information necessary to be successful in baseball, this is an F minus. Like, <laughs> I don't, I have no idea where I, the outfielder am. So that's playing real baseball or even just watching real baseball. You would not have that problem because you have a view of the whole damn field. So it was like this just as a baseball thing this is a catastrophic failure as a video game thing. They could, there could be HUDs. There could be little arrows on the edge of the screen. That's like, this is the direction relative to the ball where your outfielders are right. And like the bigger, the arrow, the closer they are to coming onto the screen or you know, lean into some of that robot stuff and put some robot stuff up there that indicates, hey, robots, the robots know where the other robots are because robots are robots. Also, they're on the field and they can literally see each other. Like, there's so many ways you could do something that's legitimately baseball. You could do something that's video gamey baseball. You could do something that's robot video gamey, robot video gamey baseball. And they just opted for none of them. And that's incredibly frustrating and led to a lot of. Oh, I guess I now have control over this outfielder. He's already gotten a third base, so by the time I get over there and pick up the ball, is <sighs> well, and
2: and it's interesting because I, I had the exact same problem um, to the point where I my my note was, um, uh, you know, you 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 either catch the ball or you don't, you know, because like, it was either it's literally because many uh, uh I it, I think of the Simpsons when I think of this, but you know it's just. I imagine they're just standing there in the outfield with their arm up and <laughs> just and, waiting. And, and that's the thing though, is that like, because I found where we're, I was playing it of what, what decision would I regret the least in the sense of like, if I do, if I'm doing something and because I'm doing something, I arrest their momentum, right? Because what would happen a lot of times is they'd be running to the ball and then they would come on screen and I, just assume they were coming from a different direction. So I would move them away from the ball, you know, many times. Um, Yeah. So I was like, I hated it when that happened. Um, I didn't like it when uh, I did nothing and the ball just landed near them. And then I went and picked it up. Um, But I liked that less than me screwing it up. So basically when they would pop it out to a a long fly out to the outfield, um, I just let it happen. And it sometimes it landed in their <laughs> permit, and sometimes it didn't. Uh, but that was I I didn't have any agency. And I think that that's one of the things that I realized very early through my playthrough that uh is not what you want, which is um <laughs> that uh I in particular in this playthrough had so little agency that I just I just didn't invest, you know. So I was like, look, they'll either catch it or they won't. And if they don't, then I'll just the, the, they'll get on base and uh you know and then i will try to strike them out again or they'll get a home run and they will score i am not going to win i probably won't even score you know but i will continue to do this and d- diligently take notes and then talk about the game but I mean at no point was winning it like a possibility for me so um so yeah so when, when that was happening I was just like all right you know what Whatever happens, happens, man. Burn it down. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh,
1: I mean, we might as well ask the question now if we haven't given away the game yet. um, I mean, full nostalgia was required, no question. But what's honestly so weirdly disappointing about this, my personal investment aside, right? Like, I was bummed that this thing I had fond memories of turns out to kind of suck. But the game sucks on its own terms because... It's not a very good baseball game like it's it's a NES era game where they did nothing to make it more accessible, right? There's no HUD. There's no there's nothing to make up for the fact that you're not on the field where you have your field of vision like you you have the tight field of view and you get none of the tools they could have afforded you because it's a video game and they make no effort to lean into the 80s cyberpunk robot thing. Beyond the fighting, which feels incredibly poorly executed. So (laughs) honestly, if this was just a baseball game without the fighting element, it would be less offensive because then it would just be a mediocre baseball game for the Nintendo. But the fact that it's a mediocre baseball game and it's a mediocre like sport, what if game is
2: maddening like, it's, just, it's just like how no no this isn't madden this is baseball <laughs> uh, um, so uh. i'm
1: i am I'm personally disappointed which is always frustrating but i also i can't recommend this game on its own merits because there are probably better nests baseball games. Like if you really wanted to play an eight bit baseball game, for some reason, there are probably better choices without leaving the Nintendo, let alone if you were like, I don't want to play a hyper realistic. I want like a fun, weird game. I guarantee there are better, fun, weird baseball games than this one. So sadly, uh, I must say base wars, full nostalgia goggles required. No question. Skip playing the game entirely. Just go listen to the OST that I put in the show notes.
2: (laughs) Um yeah I and 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 I uh, I'll back on that full nostalgic goggles required I think that uh kind of the the point that I feel you were making is that it and kind of what I said before is that it this game means something different to us now than it meant at the time right so you know i'm I, i'm confident that all they set out to do was you know reskin a baseball game with cool robots and hey look this guy when he shoots he does a mega man shot instead of like a baseball throw like that's 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 kind of cool right and then that that was all that was all we needed back then man it was a, a simpler time right now we're like oh man wouldn't it be cool if and what if this and and, and again because the coding would be relatively easy I mean, somebody's probably made it. You know, there's probably somebody, you know, who uh, could just sit there in an indie game developer and say like, yeah, what if robots, you know? So uh, uh, it it just, it doesn't, it doesn't do anything that uh, is particularly noteworthy, is particularly interesting, or is particularly, uh, you know, fun from my seat. So uh, as far as uh, games go, they're out. The
0: curtain falls, the music plays, The credits roll, then it all fades to black And you're left by yourself The fanfare is gone There's no player two there by your side To share victories won But as you slowly progress Down the hall to your bed A few great events Leak back into your head From the time that you spent Traversing the land Battling evil, fighting the darkness Just sword in hand Your memories creeping With the edge of a smile You realize again What you've lost for a while Think back much less on how you save the day than on all the experience gained at the end of it all. Gamers play what we play, not for game over.